started. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team fucking here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here, nigga. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here, nigga. Started from the bottom, now we here. Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, Genovari, my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. We are recording a special late night edition. We usually record in the uh, early early morning for me, afternoons for Walk. Today, we're uh, recording on the Memorial Day holiday. Walk is in the twilight hours uh, on the East Coast there, and sun's mm, still up pretty good here on the West Coast for me, but... We got a, a little, spe- not really a game, but kind of a fun little, uh, well, I'm going to call it five up, five down, or top five, bottom five, however you want to word it. But basically what we're doing is looking at position groups league-wise. So when you think about the top quarterback, it's obviously easy. People say, oh, well, it's Mahomes or Josh Allen. But we wanted to look at the entire uh, depth chart for teams kind of by position. So uh, then we're looking at the what we each thought were our top five quarterback rooms, bottom five quarterback rooms, running back, wide receiver, tight end. You get it. So, Walk, how are you, and which position do you want to start with? Uh, uh, what? Uh, sleep. It's your bedtime. <laughs> well, fans, my bedtime. Right? Um, and one heck of a long weekend. Um but I'm doing great. Uh, excited to go through this. I mean, we're kind of in that f- fantasy lull, right? We like the kind of the rookie fever is is beyond us. I only have two leagues, three, that haven't had their rookie drafts yet, and they're all well. Well, that one is the league you suckered me into with seven thousand people in it that you're trying to like refill like a dozen orphans. Um, they filled. It. They're all filled. They're all. Fun. I saw. Yeah, now they're doing the draft, and which will take another two months, and then we'll finally have our rookie draft right around redraft season. Um, run, but nonetheless, then off the rails, which just doesn't seem like anyone gives a shit about it. And my home league, which I'll have to take blame for. So, but yeah, this is a kind of dead period after the the NFL draft and rookie minicamp and all that. So now we're hitting the lulls of summer. So I like these games. So I'm a. Uh, I'm excited to get into this, and I I think we're going to have some staggeringly different groups. Um, for it's probably it's just more of a perspective than anything else. So, where are we starting? We starting quarterback? We starting top? We starting bottom? What are, what are we doing? Because we love to bash teams, I think we have to go top right. first, then bottom. Okay, uh, as far as position, okay. yeah. As far as position groups, I don't care. So you could pick which. Which one we go with first, I'll pick second, you pick third, and I'll take whatever's left. All right. Well, we're just going to start with quarterback then because it was the first tab uh, I, on my my spreadsheet. So when you pitched this to me, I started scrolling through, and we're using our lads' depth charts here um, to to identify the, the, the viable players uh, on these rosters. So I went – my thought was if the starter goes down, you know, how big of a drop-off is it or – can the backup win the game? And then God forbid, you know, if the San Fran situation happens and we're talking third string, is there any shot that this guy can, can eke out a victory and, you know, thus provide some fantasy points? So in no particular order, and it's funny because we were just talking about this guy before we went live, I have the New Orleans Saints 
with Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, and super cool Jake Hayner. The Miami Dolphins with Tua Tungavailoa, Mike White, and your boy Skylar Thompson. Sam Fran, oddly enough, assuming a healthy Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Sam Darnold. The Baltimore Ravens, because of the continuity in their quarterback room, Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, Anthony Brown, and even your best friend, Josh Johnson, is on the <laughs> roster. So they have mobile quarterbacks out the wazoo, which is crazy because they're trying to, they're supposed to get away from the Greg Roman kind of uh, game plan, but they have uber mobile quarterback after mobile quarterback. And then lastly, my Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, I mean, Ian Book or slash Tanner McKee probably isn't winning anyone any games, but I do think Mariota offers a viable break glass in case of emergency backup solution. And I think a lot of these teams are really hurting when it comes to their backup. And then, you know, for factoring in their third string. Very interesting list from you. Uh, You had mentioned that you thought we were going to be wildly different on a lot of these. So starting with our top five quarterback groups, we have four of the same five. <laughs> so not, not I don't at all, the tops, actually. Yeah, the tops, maybe not so much. Well, listen, we share, we share similar sensibilities with teams we think suck, too. So sure. maybe I'm wrong here. So who was uh, the lone gunman so, so on the grass? No particular know? order. I also had New Orleans. I also had Miami. Uh, I had Baltimore and Philly. I did not have the Ooh. Niners just because – we really don't so know much what any of those, huh? <laughs> so much uncertainty, right? Yes. Uh, extra group that I squeezed in there was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph. You mentioned the continuity that Baltimore had, kind of the same thing in Pittsburgh. Even a guy like Mason Rudolph, who was expected to not be there, he ended up coming back even after – bad-mouthing them after a year ago. So I, I just like the continuity. Same thing you said about um, Baltimore. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I, I don't think the top end was necessarily good enough for me to sure put them in my group because I'm not just not a, a, a Kenny Pickett guy. But I do think Trubisky is the backup. And then to your point, Mason Rudolph has been in their system for years. It, it, it It's not a shocking Top five inclusion. You're right. Brock Purdy, who knows? You know, he didn't have to go through like a full Tommy John surgery. I, I've read and he's throwing already or going to be throwing soon. Trey Lance, no one knows what Trey Lance is. And then nope. Sam Darnold, I don't think is Sam Darnold would be a good backup on half the teams in the league. I do think this is all for an opportunity in San Fran, <laughs> potentially given all the injuries. But I think he would be a top five backup quarterback. He's an incredible three. It's the best he, he three is. in the league. He, he, he no doubt is. Uh, I just don't think he ends up there. I think ultimately if Purdy's healthy enough, they're going to move Lance, um, try and recoup some of that draft capital. But all right, so we got the top out of the way. So let's, let's go to that friendly bottom. Okay, so again, no particular order. And I have an honorable mention, and I do on most of these because I'm very much thinking there's, there's, there's a lot more on the lower end of this scale. I was shocked. Were you surprised how many teams, not not even at quarterback, at at every position, I couldn't believe how many teams have dog shit depth charts. 
Like it, in my I, mind, I thought there was a lot more parity. But when I started going through this, I was like, oh, this team is an injury away from winning two games. Like I was, utter chaos. Yeah. I yes. mean, Shot. I had no no problem filling out the bottom fives. It, the trouble was the top five groups where I'm like, these guys are actually, you know, doing it the right way, have have solid depth. So, again, no particular order. This is just kind of how they came to me as I was scrolling through our lads. But I have Seattle, Geno Smith, Drew Locke, and someone named Holton Ollers <laughs> as their QB3. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask, and John Walford. Washington, temporarily the Commanders. Should just go back to the football team and call it a day. We should talk about that. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, the fact that you go through that whole process and you, you without having the the go ahead that you're going to get the whatever the copywriter or the, the with whatever the heck it is. I mean, it's just with millions it, it at sense. your disposal. Yeah, like, I mean, it makes it total sense. Snyder's just <laughs> you know he's just they're the worst. Yeah, he's just yeah he's nailed it in totally right. Sam Howell. Drastically overpaid, maybe not overpaid. Jacoby Brissett and then Jake Fromm. Green Bay, because Jordan Love is 100% unproven, and behind him is should not have been drafted Sean Clifford uh-huh. and Danny Etling, who I'm pretty sure at one point was not a quarterback at LSU. And they, the Patriots brought him in to try and make him one, and that didn't work. So that, talk about an injury away from just utter disaster. Um, you know, they're looking at a lottery pick if Jordan Love stinks or goes down. And then Jimmy don't give a shit about football Garoppolo and the Las Vegas Raiders. Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell would be my top five. And I do have an honorable mention. I'm not going to say it because I want to see where we lined up in the bottom five quarterback room. So, again, we are four for four. <laughs> I also had Seattle. I also had Tampa. Washington blew me away how bad they were. Um, and I also had Green Bay. What's funny is I made, you know, you mentioned a spreadsheet. I was, of course, doing this with paper and pen. So I was jotting down teams and then I'd get all the teams I thought sucked. And then I'd whittle down from there. I had 11. So I started with 11 <laughs> shitty teams <laughs> and I had to cut six. Um, the one that I put in was actually the the Denver Broncos. Uh Russell Wilson, who, if he's Russell Wilson from last year, is not very good. Behind him is Jared Stidham and then Ben DiNucci. So if he stinks, they have nobody else to turn to. And if he gets hurt, I mean, they are they are in the dumpster. And I also have a honorable mention, since you're going to do yours, I'll get mine out of the way first. Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, Trevor Simeon, and Jake Browning. I mean... And that's a team that has, you know, legit Super Bowl aspirations. Uh, that's not happening with Trevor Simeon in there. No, listen, they don't like paying their starter quarterbacks, clearly. We went through that with Andy Dalton. They're sure shit ain't paying True a backup, story. you know, to, to walk around being Joe Barrow's best friend. I mean, I think they had the same guy for like two or three years. I guess he finally moved on. It was Brandon Allen, I think, was the backup the last couple of years with Barrow. Correct. But, yeah, I mean, that's not good. Um, you know, you were mentioning Denver, and, you know, Ben DiNucci is of XFL fame uh, at this point in time. Let's not besmirch <laughs> that, that young man. But my honorable mention was the New England Patriots. 
uh, Mac Jones, I think, is just uh, as average as average can be. And that's not insulting. He's an average starting NFL quarterback. And then Bailey Zappi was just a little bit of a wild card. And then I threw in Malik Cunningham as their number three, uh, who is a UDFA there that I believe is going to make this team. And Bill's going to want to use him. I just, just so run of the mill. I mean, it literally sounds a lot like Las Vegas. And <laughs> it's just like these, you know, not difference making quarterbacks top to bottom in the room. I mean, the by far the most athletic is Malik Cunningham and he's never going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. No. So it's just terrible. But yeah, you look at some of these good teams and how little they're paying. I mean, we didn't mention Kansas city. You were talking about Blaine Gabbert's there. I mean, he's been clipboard holding for Brady in Tampa the entire time. I mean, that guy's not going to go out and win you a super bowl, but you know, he is far superior than the guys you mentioned behind Russell Wilson and, and Joe Burrow. <laughs> I mean, and he's getting paid a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, this guy's just literally just ring chasing at this point in time. I mean, he's taking a million dollars to be the backup quarterback in Kansas city. I mean, you couldn't throw him a mil and a half for Cincinnati. I keep this shit afloat if Burrow misses a game or two, you know, I mean, it's a couple hundred thousand there, Paul Brown or whatever the fuck your name is. I mean, you know, Cough it up, choppers. <laughs> and like I said, so I, I had I have my paper list of teams I was crossing out. So just because we like trashing bad teams, uh, the the Giants, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor, and Tommy DeVito. Ooh, ooh, Tommy ooh. DeVito, by no, he's definitely not a quarterback. I mean, he's wow. like an extra in taxi. <laughs> well, there he is. Uh, <laughs> the, the Rams. I mean, Walford stinks but he could come in and not necessarily i don't want to say not be a liability he's not good but he's not the worst backup ever right now the rams uh if stafford gets hurt again it's brett rippon and stetson bennett like ooh, 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 boy are we <laughs> missing the days john wofford was there yes exactly that, that sums it up perfectly if you wish that guy was there but yeah, yeah. They, they, not pretty. Yeah, yeah, I mean the fact that Stetson Bennett's already penciled in as the backup. I mean, well, one he's, he's like twenty. He's like twenty six years old. So I mean, it makes sense that he would he's earn just the backup as small there. as Bryce Young. Correct, correct. But did not go first overall. But did win no. two national championships. <laughs> <laughs> it is just that the only difference. He won two national championships. All right, so I guess I will just go the traditional uh, order of position here, and I'll take running back next. Uh, we'll start with my top five. I actually had uh, one that was a surprise to me. Um, running back, I didn't think – you know, so many teams use a, a committee system, so it, it's I, – I tried to – see what teams had a good third back if I could, unless one of the top two guys was really amazing. But again, like you said, no particular order. It, Atlanta, B. John Robinson, Tyler Algier, who was serviceable last year, uh, Cordero Patterson, uh, Huntley, who's okay, and Avery Williams was a decent receiver. Obviously, they're not going to go into the season at, what's it, five, six running backs? Um, but but I like the pieces they have in place. Uh, Niners again, leaning very top heavy here, but Christian McCaffrey, we love Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Mason is a pretty good player when he's been called into action. And I still have hopes for, uh, Davis price, the jets. 
uh, assuming Brees Hall is healthy, of course, but Brees Hall, Zonovan Knight, Michael Carter, and Izzy Abrakanda. So I like that group. Uh, then your Philadelphia Eagles making another appearance, as they will, I'm sure, some more after this. Um, yeah, Swift, Gainwell, Penny, Boston Scott, even Trey Sermon, who's a bum, and Kennedy Brooks. We both kind of like Brooks coming out. Sermon had the draft capital um, with the Niners there, but pretty good room top to bottom, and they you know, have used that multiple backs effectively in the past. And the Miami Dolphins, which I don't love these guys from a dynasty's perspective, but redraft, yeah. Mostert, Wilson, they brought A-Chain in. Salvan Ahmed has been serviceable when he's been called into action. And they still have Miles Gaskin, who was an okay fantasy option when he had to be the guy. So pretty good depth chart there, I thought. And then I had an honorable mention, uh, Seattle. But that's not a big shocker bringing in <laughs> two early draft running backs the last two years. Yeah. Um, all right. So three of five. So we're close. Atlanta has to be there, right? We are adding Bijan to a, a group that was very effective running the ball last year. I think Cordero Patterson could end up being like a slot receiver. Dude, I told you, maybe I love like, him. Love him this they year. All, yeah, that they all end up making the team. Patterson, special teams guy, slot receiver more so than taking any carries. And Caleb Huntley, I think like tore his Achilles or tore his ACL. I think he had a serious injury at the end of last year. So I know he's on the roster, but he, he might be on the IR. So they may not be as deep as they look, but yeah, Atlanta was there for me. Philly as well. I mean, <clears throat> picking up Swift and Penny this offseason to replace Miles Sanders, and then everything else stayed the same. Gainwell, Scott, Sermon, um, you know, definitely a top five. I also had Miami. I just there's Salvin Ahmed and Miles Gaskin were their starting running backs like three years ago, and now they're, yeah. they're four and they're five, right? And they just like throwing a shit ton of speed at you in Mostert, Wilson, and Achain. Like scary, like what that running back room can be you mentioned honorable mention seattle seattle's in my list too when you're talking kenneth walker and zach charbonnet at the top dj jallet is a good third down back and i liked kenny mcintosh coming out another yeah. good pass catching back who would be their you know rb4 um is there for me and then my five is the detroit lions you know i'm a big jameer gibbs fan dave Montgomery, as much as i hate him to be a beta back <laughs> in an offense is not the worst thing possible. Craig Reynolds flashed when given the opportunity. I like the UDFA signing of Mo Ibrahim, and they still have Jamar Jefferson there. That's my top five. My honorable mention was our Green Bay Packers, pretty much just because Aaron Jones. But Aaron Jones, like I think, pushing 28 at this point in time. I still do not like A.J. Dillon, and then they're just not good enough behind them. But from like one, two punches are concerned. That's a very good one-two punch to throw out of people. True story. They just didn't have the depth. Yeah, I actually had them. They were originally in my short list of of bad ones, but just like you said, the the top two were so good, the remaining backup guys didn't matter, so I ended up bumping them out of my bottom group. Okay, bottom groups. (laughs) There was was – this was probably my biggest surprise of it all. I'll, I'll just get to them first. The fucking Arizona Cardinals are horrific. James Conner, Keontae Ingram, Corey Clement, and Tyson Williams. Ooh, could be the worst running back room in the NFL. Uh, I went with the Raiders just because as good as Jacobs has been, they have nothing behind him. Amir Abdullah, uh, Brandon Bolden, Zamir White, who showed nothing as a rookie. 
uh, went to the Rams next. Akers, still not sure if the team likes him. Uh, Kyron Williams, as you like to say, still run that 40. <laughs> still trying to finish the 40. I do love Zach Evans, but, you know, what's he going to be in the NFL level? Don't know. And then someone named Ronnie Rivers is their running back four. Mm. Um, you had Detroit in your top group. I actually have them down here in the bottom. Uh, Gibbs, unproven, undersized. Montgomery, just very meh. Uh, Craig Reynolds, you had mentioned he flashed, but I'm not impressed. And I, I'm not sold on Gibbs, who was a first-round pick. I'm certainly not sold on Mo Ibrahim, who was an undrafted free agent. Uh, the Giants, I went with a little star power up top with nothing behind him. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Matt Breda. Unproven uh, Gray and Gary Brightwell behind them. So that was my five there. And uh, honorable mention, the Chargers. I mean, after Eckler, Kelly, Spiller, and Roundtree, all guys that I did like a little bit in, in spurts, but when given an opportunity, none of them seemed to shit with it. So if they lose Eckler, I mean, none of those guys are probably even high-end RB2s. So... There's my 5.5. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we both had the Cardinals and the Rams. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the Cardinals are it, so bad. Listen, I I like Mari DiMercato. Yeah, that, that's how bad I think two through four is that I think the undrafted free agent that's fifth on their depth chart could get some burn if shit goes south for James Conner in what will be a lost season. And yeah, the same with the Rams. I mean, Kyron Williams, sorry, Zach Evans, we both like, but I mean, he's not, he's, he's not going to take them from a bottom five to a mid tier group. And then, yeah, the, the tail end is just trash. I have the chargers <laughs> as mine because Austin Eckler's 28 last year of his deal there. They brought nothing in to help him. I mean, they keep trying to make Josh Kelly a thing. Isaiah Spiller, uh, I mean, it sucks, but that ain't happening. Larry Roundtree, again, you can't even afford to D <laughs> his name. And then some guy named Elijah Dotson, who I've, honest to God, never heard of. I mean, it's it's bad. And then, I mean, even if, like, Zeke ends up here or uh, Kareem Hunt or something, I, I don't know, it gets staggeringly better, to be honest with you. Um they're just bad. And I mean, imagine if Eckler gets hurt. I mean, dude's been begging for less touches year over year and he's like been able to avoid a serious injury. If he goes down, they're like an 85% pass offense. They're just not going to run the ball. I have Dallas in my bottom five right now. Love Tony Pollard all I want. But when it's Malik Davis, midget Deuce Vaughn, shitty Ronald Jones, and the guy I probably like <laughs> most out of all these, Rico Dowdle Rico behind Dowdle. him. <laughs> You're like, that's bad, man. Tony Pollard's coming back off a broken leg and like a high ankle. I mean, in the playoffs. Like, yeah. That's a bad running back room right now. You even throw Zeke back in that shit pile and it's their bottom five. Probably for me. And then my my last is Tampa Bay. You're going to notice a theme with Tampa Bay. I like Rashad White, all I want. Chase Edmonds flamed out and given something beyond a change of pace role in Arizona. Couldn't even last a season uh, in Miami. Keyshawn Vaughn, who just ain't happening. Patrick Laird, who I'm 99% sure is a fullback. And then Sean Tucker, who again, might be the sleeper of the group, but just not good at all. 
as far as a running back room is concerned. So uh, it's, it's pretty porous. I don't know how I don't have Tampa after you're going through that. <laughs> like that's it's bad, man. Pretty... It's bad. Yeah. Would you rather have Tampa's group or Arizona's group? I, I think Ugh. I can't. I can't believe how bad. To me, Arizona's it, just it's it's Tampa Bay by a nose. It, it, oh, it see, is. I go Arizona, but you go Arizona by a little bit just because Connor's proven more. I, I just think no, no, no. I'm saying who's worse. I'm going the oh yeah. Way. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm saying yeah, I'm saying Tampa Bay slightly better, slightly like, better. Just, okay. just like the littlest, the littlest bit. Yeah, the Giants are tough. Um, but you're a Matt Brady guy, so I'm surprised you put them there. And then they did draft uh, old ass Eric Gray, and they still have uh, Brightwell there. I don't think they're like so terrible. They're they would be in that probably bottom ten for me. But I don't think those other guys are like as trash as this list of guys that I, I just read. Part of my concern with them is that, like, Barkley does so much for that offense. There's no one that steps in and performs at even sixty percent of that. <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, sure. With the but, I mean, you side, say that same with, with yeah, true. You say the same with Eckler too, right? And that's kind of what we're saying, right? Is that probably less. Even as good as the top guy could be when the rest is just that trash. And by comparison, like with the Niners, like if McCaffrey goes down, he does a lot of stuff. But I think the combination of what they do with, you know, Mitchell and Mason and then, you know, Debo gets some touches out of the backfield, even though our purposes here. Yeah. They have enough where they spread it around and could kind of, make up 80% of that missing offense where I don't see a path for that ever with the giants. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. They're, they're not good. Yeah. They're, they're, (laughs) they're a Saquon injury away from a total collapse. Top five pick. Yeah. Total collapse of that offense. Yeah. I mean, so I being the tight end guy that I am, I'm picking tight end so we can finish on the wide receivers and my top. And again, I was looking not necessarily like the, you know, you, you could throw Kelsey out there and then who gives a shit about Noah Gray and everyone sure. else. Like that's a good room, but I, I want 12 personnel. I want to get two guys out there and, and get them involved. So new England Patriots, Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, and then even Anthony Ferks are just hanging around as their tight end three Buffalo with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. And then also Quentin Morris, who's athletic. I like that one, two punch and Knox and Kincaid. Baltimore with Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, and then Charlie Kohler. The New Orleans Saints, Juwan Johnson, who they gave a, a nice multi-year deal to. Taysom Hill still there. And then Foster Moreau practicing at OTAs. <laughs> awesome. And I like the player. I was hoping he was going to be a big free agent mover. And listen, he went with Carr to New Orleans. There could be something there with him. And then it's funny you mentioned the Giants because I actually think their tight end room is a top five right now with Darren Waller. A huge Daniel Bellinger fan, and then even Lawrence Cager, who's really a converted wide receiver that's playing tight end. But guys that at least have a second share guy that I think is worth a shit. Well, we have some differences finally. <laughs> we only have one of the same one. Uh, I Baltimore. I knew you weren't. I knew you weren't going to go to the Giants. I 100, and I assumed you want to go Patriots. <laughs> I do. I mean, I like the Giants, but I just didn't put them in my top five. I mean, I do, mm-hmm. I do like Waller, and you've you've converted me into a giant Bellinger fan. But um, yeah, Baltimore, I think, is a, 
a clear no-brainer. Uh, I went Minnesota. Hawkinson obviously is carrying the room here, but uh, Josh Oliver has been okay when he's had a chance. And, and <laughs> as nuts as it is, I've actually rostered uh, their tight end three month in a two tight end league for years. And he's, I've put him in my lineup, but you know, he, he's doesn't get you zeros, but you know, if Hawkinson were to go down, I think Oliver and Munt can eat up a lot of that work. Uh, Seattle. I like Fant. I like Disley and I like Parkinson. I could make a pretty compelling argument. I think that he's the best tight end three in football. I mean, that guy just, has unfortunately been behind other people, and, and Seattle does like to get the ball to their tight ends. Your Philadelphia Eagles. Goddard's a stud. I like Calcaterra's upside. Stoll is currently number two, at least on our lads. Doesn't do a bunch, but has been lingering around there. And they have Dan Arnold now, who, mm-hmm. you know, for a year or two there looked like a, a starting caliber tight end with Jacksonville. So I, I like the depth they have. And last and certainly not least, I'm surprised you didn't have these guys, the Indianapolis Colts, just a group of monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jelani Woods, Mo Alley-Cox, Kylan Granson, Mallory, who I like coming out. They have Ogletree, who I liked, Farrell Brown, who's had a few decent games over his career. And they brought in Caden Smith, who's somebody that I liked, I think played with the Giants and with the Niners previously. And when he has been called into action, that guy has been fantasy relevant when he has been thrust into the starting role. So, I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tight ends that could be usable. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who actually makes it onto the roster, but I'm, I like, you know, it, it, as pieces, I like all seven of those guys. Yeah. So the issue I have with a few years, like Seattle, I think they're a good tight end room. I just don't think there's any really good tight end in the room. I think, sure, Parkinson could be the best, but he's not going to play the most snaps. Noah Fant and Disley were just trading punches all last year in fantasy. That's why. So that's where they they lost me a, a little bit. And it's funny you mentioned the Eagles because the Eagles were an honorable mention for me for bad tight end rooms because <laughs> when they when Goddard went out last year, the tight end ceased to exist in their offense. And that's because Zach's Jack's eh, Jack Stoll is just not good enough. Grant Capitero wasn't ready. Tyree Jackson was already out with injury. I do like the Dan Arnold ad. That's the only reason they didn't get bottom five for me, because I think there's a void. And I think we miss a huge opportunity to get a developmental tight end. Why the hell aren't we drafting Zach Kuntz in the seventh round? Why? I, sure. I don't understand why we wouldn't take an opportunity to to dip into the tight end pool in such a deep class. So I think the Eagles missed the boat there, but um, it's funny. They were a top for you and they were, if they they were a Dan Arnold away from being a bottom five team for me, (laughs) (laughs) which is a strange statement to make, but yes, I like our approaches are a little different. Cause I mean, listen, the saints don't have like an alpha, but I think they have three guys that are all like could be fantasy relevant. Um, you know, this coming year, especially with Derek Carr. But I, I do like I, I do like your approach to the tight end position. So going to the bottom, and <laughs> I have you talk about you you've made a list and then whittled it down. So I have nine teams listed on mine. Eagles were one of them under I, I had nine also, by the way. But I <laughs> I thinned the herd a little bit. Again, none of these are in particular order, but Tampa Bay. Kate Otten, O'Keefe, 
Payne Dorham and David Wells, who I'm pretty sure was a pitcher for the Yankees. In the- <laughs> um, a fat pitcher. Big and fat. Made a ton of money, though, for being a big fat pitcher in the 90s. Green Bay, <laughs> whose top two tight ends are rookies. And yeah, when, when has that ever not panned out? In Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, Josiah DeGara, and Tyler Davis. I mean, I like the rookies, but geez, they're, they're really not helping Jordan Love and, and that shitty quarterback room with little proven at uh, tight end. Miami, who did not want Kaziki, I knew that wasn't going to work because they need pass blocking tight ends, and they got them, but that's all they are. Dorham Smythe, Eric Salbert, Tyler Croft, and then developmental Elijah Higgins. That's a terrible room. Tennessee, who both like Chigakonkwo, but behind him is Trayvon Wesco, rookie Josh Wiley, and Kevin Rader. Sure, I guess. And then I was really on the fence between these two teams, but I just think they are really that bad <laughs> that, that they need to be the team. And it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Irv Smith who's your free agent ad. And yeah, you're just like cycling through. Cause yeah, you had Hayden Hurst there before, but drew sample, Devin, Ossie, Ossie and Tanner Hudson are your, are your tight ends. Like I get it. You have three wide receivers. You throw to over a tight end, but nothing says like, I don't give a fuck more than just saying the <laughs> earth Smith, the guy we're going to roll with this season. I mean, it's, he's going to get hurt. So we're going to be seeing, some Drew Sample, Devin Asiasi snaps oh, by midseason. Devin Asiasi, unfortunately. Yeah, because he's the yeah he's the he's the move tight end. Sample's just their blocker who they drafted. I'm pretty sure in the second round. Who who was your six? Who was your honorable mention? Uh, I had a few. Why the Philly was there, but I had Washington was who I was wavering with between mm-hmm. Washington and Cincinnati. And then I have two more, but I don't want to talk about it anymore until you get your bottom five out of it. <laughs> Okay, so we're we're back on the same page here. I got four of your five. I also have Miami, who, you know, for an offense for an offense that you're supposed to get excited about the tight end role, boy, that is uh whoo, shockingly bad. I put that up there with those Arizona running backs. Um I also had Cincinnati. I as much as I like Kate Otten, yeah, Tampa until I see it. That is a dog shit room. Green Bay, same thing. I like the upside of Musgrave and Kraft. I, I was I don't hate DeGuara, but he hasn't really done much. He's been kind of that hybrid. Huh. Yeah, hybrid fullback tight end move around the field guy. But yeah, with two rookies as your top two tight ends when everyone has said for I don't know, two decades it takes three years to get accustomed <laughs> to the league. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Um my fifth though. I went with another team with star power at the top and just dog shit behind them. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, which interestingly mm-hmm. enough, the, the the system we're trying to get into, just like Miami, are no longer systems you want to get into with the players. So you got Kittle at the top, Cameron Latu, rookie behind him, uh, Werner, Willis, who was almost Mr. Irrelevant, if I'm not mistaken. Then at the bottom of the roster, Ross Dwelly, who I've rostered in the past in deep tight end leagues, and Troy Fumagalli. So oh, I, I kind of nine like, fingers. Yes, sir. I kind of like the guys at the bottom more <laughs> on that depth chart than I do the the middle behind Kittle there. So pretty disappointing. Like if Kittle goes down, that 
I'm not running to waivers to pick up any of those guys. What what are you expecting from them? No, so, yeah, that's tough. I mean, Dwelly had a couple of decent games when sure, Kittle but now he misses misses games every year. And miss, but yeah, the fact that they're saying the Latu is going to be the backup is is troubling. Shocking. There, yeah, that's not a good room. Even though you have an alpha at the top, so my two honorable mention was Detroit, who we both love Sam Laporta, <laughs> but again, a rookie. And then behind him, Brock Wright, James Mistral, Shane Zilstra, like just cobbling it together. And then I also put Jacksonville out there. Evan Ingram's on a one-year deal. He's stayed healthy one year of his career. Brenton Strange, as much as I like him, developmental as hell. Luke Farrell and Garrett Prince. Just start looking and like some of these teams are like how much like teams like don't care about the tight end. It's like this three wide world. So now we're just devaluing the tight end again. Where yeah, you know, why don't need, why do we need depth when we're never having more than one of them on the field? Yeah, pretty. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was fun to go through this. I was, I I couldn't believe how little depth teams had at several positions for some of them. But yeah, I mean, and I had like I said, I I wavered between one day when I went to Cincinnati. Washington was my other. Logan Thomas, John Bates. Cole Turner and Amar, uh, Armani Rogers, who just tore his Achilles or his ACL. Yeah, he's done. He's done and already. He was like a convert <laughs> that they were a little happy about. Like that guy had like a glimmer of upside, which is ironic because he was trying to go the same path Logan Thomas went as a quarterback convert. And then, you know, that upside just gets <laughs> just wiped away. Yeah. <laughs> during the OTAs. Like, yeah. I, so I had Washington in my. <laughs> original list too and they were only saved because i kind of like john bates and i like turner coming out it's like eh. I, yeah. I hate i hate these other teams more than i hate this group it's it's so bad though but i mean yeah, I, I got a good wide receiver room i mean maybe we'll get into that but yeah I, i've i've picked up cole turner in a couple places because john bates ain't it and logan thomas is inevitably <laughs> going to get injured not yeah, it's not a terrible move. All right, moving on to wide receivers to wrap this up. Uh, going with the top five, uh, I'll be kicking that off. I think everyone everywhere probably has Cincinnati in there. Uh, then I went with the Los Angeles Chargers. Keenan Allen, even though I hate Mike Williams, he's there. Quentin Johnson is now their number three, and Josh Palmer was a serviceable three. Now bumped down to number four, makes the whole room better. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I love me some Deontay Johnson. I love Pickens. I don't like Allen Robinson, but now he's going to be their starting three. And he, no matter how much I dislike him, he's obviously a good football player. And him being the number three on a team can only benefit him. Uh, Jacksonville, Ridley, who I'm another one. I'm not sold on, but adding him to a room where Kirk and Zay Jones are both had pretty good years uh, a season ago. Ridley, if he's anything near what he was prior to his <laughs> gambling issues, that's a pretty good one, two, three. And then kind of a dark horse that came out of nowhere for me as I wrote these teams down and was whittling the list away was a team that prior to the draft and free agency was arguably the worst wide receiver room in football, which is the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Terrence Marshall, then they brought in DJ Chark. They brought in Thielen. They drafted Mingo. They got LaVisca Chenault there. So assuming Chark and Thielen and Mingo are their starting three, which I don't think that's the way it is on the depth chart now, you know, Marshall and LaVisca Chenault were their one and two who are now their four and five, which just 
from what the pile of shit they had going into this offseason, round of applause for them for actually attacking this and free agency in the draft. And, you know, we, we you mentioned it, I think, with the Philly with tight end. You go, well, why aren't you just trying to improve this one weak spot? The, the, yeah. the Panthers saw it and attacked it on two fronts, and now I think they have one of the better groups in football. Listen, I guess if Darnell Washington's foot wasn't a chronic issue, we probably would have drafted him too, just to take every available Georgia player. And then we could have said we <laughs> true story. We, we focused on tight end, but there wasn't another one, another bulldog in the draft. So Howie was like, Ron, I don't know who to take. So we'll just take another defensive guy. You know what but, was interesting though for me with the with the top teams? Like like I said, I wrote down all the other position groups. They wrote down, you know, nine, ten, and then I'm comparing and whittling teams out and crossing them out wide receiver. This was my only five. I wrote down. I didn't even have, I don't even have an honorable mention. I don't think there's even <laughs> much close huh. to this. Yeah. I mean, that, which is interesting because we only have two teams that ah. we share in the top and yes, I mean, Cincinnati. Right. But the way I went, I went deeper than four. My thought was if someone goes down, like what else do they got? I mean, it's not that wide receiver. It's hurt that, that much, but I kind of think Trent Irwin, he stepped in and was good whenever given the opportunity as their four. And then they got Andre Chauvis and Charlie Jones. Uh, I like rookies. both of them. Yeah. I like what they did um, with that room. I also had the Chargers because, again, beyond the top three you mentioned, Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, and even Darius Davis, who's a speedster, they lacked a ton. They lacked speed last year. And Jalen Guyton went out and they didn't have a Darius Davis. So they had nothing to keep defenses honest. Keenan Allen underneath, Mike Williams, contested catch guy, Josh Palmer, contested catch guy. Like they needed speed to come back and, you know, getting Guyton back and getting Davis, I think, is a huge boom for them. Ironically enough, you mentioned Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is an honorable mention bottom five for me. And <laughs> just, I mean, I think Allen Robinson is cooked. And then they didn't draft a second one round wide receiver. They always do that. What happened? Why? Why not this year? Oh, because they had to. They had to get the, uh, you know, keep the legacy going. A anyone else? Yeah, I mean, Miles Boykin, Gunnar Olszewski, and Calvin Austin are who who the the next man up when Allen Robinson gets hurt this year. So uh, I don't know. I'm not there with, with Pittsburgh. The three I have that you don't the Miami Dolphins. I mean, you're just starting with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Doesn't really have to go much further than that, in my opinion. But sure. Robbie Anderson has a three with speed. Braxton Barrios and Cedric Wilson, the names could contribute in a pinch. Like I think they would be in just about anyone's that's, top five. That's a good one. That's a good one. I should have had them. <laughs> Denver Broncos, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, my guy Marvin Mims, even keep going to like KJ Hamler when he comes back. And then Marquez Callaway, remember him? That the dude, like the preseason superstar for the Saints. I mean, now he's their wide receiver six. On this team, I just think they have really quality depth. We're both Patrick fans and I, both I, I fans as well. So I just think they have like a ton of talent. I agree. I baked injury and recent history into their grade. And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Portland Sutton will never get back to where he was. But I still think he's good. I yeah. think Jerry Judy can be great. I do. And I think Marvin Mims can be really good. So, you know, then there's just other like good parts. Then the one that I think is going to shock you, it shocked me. I have the Cleveland Browns listed. Amari Cooper, I still like Donovan Peoples-Jones for what he is. We all know how much of an Elijah Moore fan I am. Then they went and got Cedric Tillman, who who I think is a 
good rookie signing for them. David Bell, not dead yet. And then they got Marquise Goodwin as well as their six in that offense. I think that is one hell of a wide receiver room at the end of the day. So they ended up in my top five, which shocked me as well, because again, a lot of these teams just lack depth. Like you go like past three and it's scary season. It's like friggin' Halloween. When you're looking at these four, three, six on these depth charts. Oh, well, you, you mentioned, you go, you just said some of these teams, you get past number three and you go, ah, well, converting over to the, uh, Bottom five here, I found a couple teams that I would say you get past one and you mm-hmm. go, oh, boy, we're in trouble here. So Crash. let's get on yeah. to the bad. Again, no particular order. Let's go with the Houston Texans, Nico Collins, John Mechie, Robert Woods, and and the monster tank Dell uh, just drafted and Xavier Hutchinson. Whew. Good luck to you, CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. No, thank you there. Uh the Tennessee Titans, unproven Traylon Burks, Nick Westbrook, Akinney, and Kyle Phillips is their top three. <clears throat> oh, boy. Good luck with that. Uh, another team, you're talking about one and nothing, the Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup, Ben Skoronek, uh, Van Jefferson, who I love. They still have uh, Tutu Atwell floating around there. Garbage, uh, complete dog shit trash. Uh, Arizona now with uh, Hopkins <laughs> out of there. Hollywood Brown, um, Moore. What's Moore's first name? Rondell. Rondell Moore, who did nothing. Greg Dorch, who <laughs> actually started Love last year him. pretty good, but vanished. Uh, I do like Michael Wilson, but not with this group and what they have going on at quarterback. Uh, and then third, uh, to close this out, the Atlanta Falcons. I'm still not sold on Drake London. They brought Mac Hollins in as a free agent to be their wide receiver too. And coming out of the slot, we got Scotty fucking Miller. That is mm. dog shit. Yeah, you, you you're pretty spot on here. Atlanta, Tennessee, <laughs> and Houston. I agree. And it's just like, what what are we doing here? Houston tried to do what Carolina did. Like they tried, but Carolina did it. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's it's they went and got Robert Woods for Adam Thielen. They went and, and got Noah Brown instead of DJ Chark. You know, they have you know, they drafted Xavier Hutchinson instead of Jonathan Mingo, right? They got tiny ass tank Dell, I guess, instead of like LaVisca Chenault, right? And then Nico Collins is Terrence Mark. That's a good comp. Been, been there That's for a few years. Really right? good. But yeah, give me the Carolina pass catchers over Houston. It's it's just Sad, sad, sad. So, yeah, sharing those three, I have, and while I think it got light years better, it's still just, there's, there's these are all wide receiver threes, every single one of them. The New York Giants, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Sterling Shepard, Wondell Robinson. It's, what is that, the sum of the parts? There's not an alpha there. I mean, thank God that they got Darren Waller and Saquon taking 25% target shares each. None of these dudes deserves 20% target share or will get it in this offense. It's it's sad because it's so much better than it was a year ago when they were dragging Kenny Galladay along all season <laughs> and trying to make him worth a shit. And then they were force-feeding Richie James and Isaiah Hodgins oh. at the end of the year. Just such a bad room. I mean, it's just like throwing shit at a wall at this point. They're like, oh, Sterling Shepard, you're going to come back from your second ACL. Thanks. 
tiny ass Wondell <laughs> Robinson, one trick pony Jalen Hyatt, like Paris Campbell, like co- cobble together a season to get a contract. Like Paris Campbell is probably my favorite receiver in this group. And that's not saying much because he'll never be anyone's even two in the league. I'll tell I mean, you, he's, he's a good four. What you said about them, though, is what saved them for me. You're right. They're all threes, but that means like their wide receiver five and six should also be a three. So I think the guys that they have that quote unquote suck the bottom of their roster is still better than most teams bottom of the roster, even though their top does blow. But yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you completely as a. It's, you it's know, rough. Yeah, rough. And I have two more teams, <laughs> one that's in my five and then one honorable mention, but I want to flip them because I want to end with the last team. So my honorable mention was Indianapolis. Mm. Indianapolis has Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie, Mike Strawn, Ashton Doolin, and then Josh Downs. Like, yeah, you can like Josh Downs all you want, but he's not he's not fixing what they got going on here. I mean, it's it's not. I mean, you can like Pittman only one. Pierce can be okay. Isaiah McKenzie's a special teamer only. They're trying their dangerous with Mike Strawn. Ashton Doolin is literally a Pro Bowl special teamer, and they're just like letting him hold a wide receiver spot. And then whatever Josh Downs would be, that's just not good enough. And they just they need they need to do better. And Michael Pittman is not going <laughs> to jive with what. Uh, Anthony Richardson does either. I'm actually higher on Alec Pierce than I am Michael Pittman, especially at cost going forward. But the team I wanted to focus on in my bottom five were the Green Bay Packers. The (laughs) Green Bay Packers have Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks, Grant DuBose, Samare Touré. The one thing all these guys have in common is they have never played more than one season in the NFL yet. Yeah. There's no, doesn't Torrey have, doesn't Torrey a couple years in? I'm pretty sure he was last year with, with Watson and Dubs. They drafted all these guys. And then we have three rookies in Reed, Wicks and Dubois. And they did the same thing at tight end. It's almost like they, they know that Jordan love isn't good. And, they're not Get trying the supporting to supporting cast for their next, for the next. Yeah. Like that's why they wouldn't even pick up his full fifth year option, you know, or extend them now. Like they're willing, like, I guess they could tag them next year. Like, yeah. So they do still hold the cards, but it sure shit looks like they're building for the future. <laughs> like not trying to win now. And uh, that's just not a good, it's just not a good room. Not a developed room, in my opinion. I mean, they could be good. I, I like some of the guys. I'm a Jaden Reed guy. I actually like Romeo Dubs. I was pretty high on Dontavian Wicks as well, but it's just you're literally just talking college a college plus wide receiving room. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good, Bob. <laughs> no. I I was actually surprised. One of my honorable mentions that we didn't throw out there. I'm shocked neither of us had New England in there. Yeah, it's pretty close. And just Samari Torrey was a seventh round pick last year. Um, yeah, I'm not too keen on them. Um, especially because all they did was trade out Jacoby Myers for um, Juju. But then maybe Boutte can be something or that other little guy no. you like. But yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad room um, <laughs> there as well. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty porous, honestly. So they they likely deserve to get talked about um, at this point in time. So I'm with you. So yeah, it's honorable mention the the New England Patriots because they continue to not know how to evaluate wide receivers for the entirety of the Bill Belichick era. So hopefully there's a quality free agent wide receiver next year that they can just add because that's the only time it works. I mean Devontae Parker is already crested. Tyquan Thornton, no thank you. You know, Kendrick Bourne, yeah, okay, he'd be good as like a five on a team. Juju, Kayshawn Booty, Demario, Douglas, and then Matthew Slater, special team only, Trey Nixon, and someone named Ra- Raleigh? Raleigh Webb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I don't know. All right, here, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on the spot here right before we get out. Uh so going through all of your bottom fives among all position groups, what are your three worst groups? Just period. So it doesn't matter. No order. It doesn't matter. Position. I I've got a pretty clear, I got a clear two and uh, I'll just randomly pick one to be uh, my number three. Uh, I, I think without a doubt, the most disgusting room period is, the Arizona running backs. Uh, I mean, Connor, Keontae Ingram, Corey Clement, Tyson Williams. Boy, that is not an NFL caliber running back room, especially in a world where teams have two or three very capable running backs. Uh, the Miami tight ends are just devoid of talent. I like Higgins as a, a, a stash wide receiver conversion. He's not ready to play you know, true tight end at the NFL level. Could they develop him into some kind of, you know, hybrid slot thing like we've seen in the past? Sure, but that ain't going to happen this year. And then, boy, I was really tied between the Raiders running back room that is just empty behind Jacobs. But it's Which really is crazy because you used to be a huge Amir White guy, and all it took was one NFL season of him not being able to sniff Listen, the field. And it's yeah, over. Give him a snap. It's over. <laughs> give him a it's snap, over. please. Um <laughs> But I, I just because I already had one group of running backs, I'll kind of spread it around. That Houston wide receiver room is laughable. Nico Collins, hey. Mechie, Woods, Tank Dell, Hutchinson. Oh boy, you 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 summed it up perfectly. Compare them to Carolina; they had the same plan, and you could see uh, <laughs> how much execution makes a difference because that is trashola. So those are yeah. my three that are like clearly you don't even want. Any awesome. piece of the, that. the bottom of the bottom of the barrel. It's funny yes, you perfect. said three. First one, right off the top of my head, I was like Miami tight ends. Just yeah, that there was there was just nothing. There's I mean nothing. I mean there's zero fantasy viability. It might work for their offense because their pass catchers and their running backs, but I mean it is just disgusting. Um, as far as running backs, I I'm not opposed to Arizona but because of the injury I think Dallas has one of the worst running back rooms in the league I I do I mean it's them and probably the Rams and Arizona just like fighting it out for two so I'm gonna go with a Pollard off a broken leg and (laughs) absolutely nothing else behind him and then my third as I was kind of working backwards to front and talking about this team kind of at length the Green Bay quarterback room Jordan Love Sean Clifford Danny Etling 
terrific. <laughs> As you're talking, my like eyes are scrolling over my sheet, and yeah, I didn't even really. I looked at the quarterbacks, but I was like, eh. But yeah, as you said it, and I'm looking at those names, you're like, oh my god! Listen, I walk backwards. I have Green Bay's tight ends in my bottom five. I have Green Bay's wide receivers in my bottom five. And literally, if it weren't for how much I love Aaron Jones, I mean, I could argue that Green Bay's running backs are sure bottom ten. I would never never say bottom five because I think Dylan serviceable. But behind him, what Patrick Taylor, Lou Nichols, like I was just gonna say, is Green Bay worse than Washington? But, I mean, Brissett has been proven to be a capable NFL quarterback. You can't say that about anybody on Green Bay at all. No. And, yeah. listen, you can – people could disagree with me. I'll take Washington's wide receiver room over Green Bay's, like, going oh. forward. Like, not – like, projection. Like, I love Jahan Dodson. You know, and you're a big yeah. McCorn fan. And just even throwing Curtis Samuel in there, okay. I mean, for Christian Watson and what – one of these other guys might actually end up being. True I would rather story. throw into Washington's. You probably will still give me the rookie tight ends in Green Bay over the Washington veteran tight ends. But yes, it's not by a large margin. If you and could, then, t- if you could promise me Logan Thomas played a full season, then I would take Washington by but a little bit. But I he I has not like, done it in years. I, I do like the Tucker Crab Luke Musgrave combo. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that. It's neither are, neither are good. They're both a bottom five for me. So, yeah, it's and then you, yeah, I'd want Green Bay's running back room, but not by a by a large margin because of how much I love Antonio Gibson. I mean, I hate the other running backs. I think Brian Robinson's trash, but uh, maybe Chris Rob- Chris Rodriguez is something. But it's not. I mean, these teams are being talking about in like staggeringly different ways, but. I mean, neither neither of these teams might have their quarterback of 2024 on their roster right now. Likely. If shit goes south, Love and and Howell are oh, done. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's, it's strange. It is strange. I mean, Arizona, I like that you keep pissing on their grave. It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I like Keontae Ingram, uh, but it's just not good. Like, you look behind him, and it's like Corey Clement like, won us the Super Bowl like five years ago. Like that dude shouldn't even be in the league anymore at this point. Yes. Tyson Williams got exposed. He had like one good game at Baltimore and then they shelved the shit out of him. Like what? I believe he's what's that fumblies, right? Isn't he Mr. Fumblies? I mean, and he has a good apostrophe in his normal middle of his name. (laughs) (laughs) That would just bother the shit out of me as well. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's not pretty. Yeah, <laughs> James Conner is like NFL old and logging a shit ton of touches as well. Like you tell no, me, no, you're playing seventeen games here, I'll tell you you're a liar. Look, we're talking about this from a fantasy perspective. When you pile up the uh, heaping, steaming pile of dog shit that is the Arizona Cardinals, does James Conner end up just by default? Getting bumped up in that, you know, high end RB two, low end RB one because they're. I mean, they have Ertz and they have uh, McBride at tight end, which is a, a decent tight end room. But unless you're throwing every pass to them, I mean, you 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 they have to have James Conner heavily involved. They have no choice. Yeah. Oh, believe me, like I have him in in that one flea flicker league, and I'm like, one, his trade value will never be what like his actual value is to me for one more year. But yeah, if he can hold up, 
he's going to see so many dump offs too in that offense all year long on top of whatever nominal carries they 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 get before they're like down 21 in the first beginning of the second quarter. Oof. Yeah, I mean, he's just going to stay. If he can stay healthy, he will volume his way into a top 15 season. Like, he doesn't even need the touchdowns. He's going to catch five passes a game. He'll get a, he'll get a touchdown in receptions every every week, five or six catches. Yeah, cobble together 100 yards. Yeah, give me 16 points every week in PPR, James. It, it's call fun it, to trash these bad teams, but then, you know, you, you do remember that there's garbage time points to be had. So, it is fun to target some of the bad teams when you know they have they they have no option but to play catch up. <laughs> Fucking yeah. fifteen weeks out of the year, like all right, let's get back into this wide receivers from the fucking Arizona Cardinals. It's Oof. lucky, man. But so that was that was kind of fun. We like trashing these teams. So going through these uh, bottom bottom units was definitely more fun than going through the top. But it's good to see. I mean, we had a lot of the same top everywhere except tight end, but. Good to kind of see where people are at as far as groups and, and team dynamic team builds for fantasy, but that will do it for us. We are taking a well-deserved two-week break in this uh, summer lull of fantasy with no real news or anything. We'll be coming back a couple weeks from now. We've got some uh, Devi stuff going on, then we're going to start doing our team and division breakdowns and all that other good stuff. So, be sure to come back and check us out in two weeks. But for myself, Jenna Barry, my co-host, Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Out of here! <laughs> <laughs>
good chunk on his rookie deal. And then as a backup, he's making five mil a year, I have to assume. Are you looking it up? I'm about to. No. <laughs> I, was about to I bet it's more. I bet he's shockingly wealthy. Yeah, I mean, I'd say his rookie deal was probably before they had. Was Could it? be 10 a year. <clears throat> well, that's that's not a good start. His Tampa contract was shockingly low. Uh, career earnings. Here we go. His, his deal with uh, Kansas City is absolute dirt. So his career earnings. He's been in – I was going to say 12 seasons, oh. and then I was like, has it really been that long? You looking to? I was going to say 12, and I throttled it back to 10. Yeah, under 26 mil, and he made most of it. I mean, he made 7.6 his first year in Jacksonville. So that's more than a quarter of his career earnings for that just rookie season. Veteran minimum at this point. I mean, are you saying he is you know he's, what I mean? making like one, the, he's making 1.3 mil this year? Because, yeah, I mean, I guess I know. <laughs> look, look at us, disgusted. <laughs> what would you do for a million, 1.3 million for one year? What wouldn't I? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just nuts. Yeah, he made just under 10 mil with Jacksonville. I don't remember him playing for the Titans. Yeah, I, it was one season. I, I guess he wasn't starting. 18? Tannehill was definitely there. I remember the Cardinals years. I remember the San Fran years. I remember, I, yeah, I don't vividly remember the Titans. There's only one year, but he got got decent. He got they they overpaid him. He made under a mil for Cardinals the year prior. Then they podied up two and a half mil to let him be back up at Tennessee. What happened that year? Because in four years in Tampa, he I mean, six point five million. You know what's crazy, crazy too? Like his checks, his like take home checks in season weren't even ever much. Because that first year it was all signing bonus, yeah. so he got that seven mil up front. And then yeah. the rest of the years, he didn't make shit. I mean, when you divide it by, you know, game yeah. checks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, tenth overall. That's that's what that's what made his hay. Got him ten of that 27, 26 mil. Maybe squirreled some of that away. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I assumed conservatively he he was in that. I mean, I think we both said four to five mil. I mean, that's isn't that what like uh, Kobe Brissett's making, like the last couple of years? Yeah, I'm I'm really? blown away how low this is. <laughs> it's shocking. It's not it's not a Baker Mayfield shocking, but I mean, nonetheless, yeah, he's signed for <laughs> like like a bunch of Jose Cuervo. Jacoby Brissett got eight mil for this year in in Washington. Just this year. What did he get paid last year in Cleveland? Now I'm looking at his career earnings. Now I'm going down this fucking rate. He's going to crack 50 mil. Jacoby Brissett's going to crack 50 mil this year. In career earnings, fuck. He got just under five. He's got he got five for the Dolphins two years ago. Well, it's because he got 
boatloaded. He made thirty mil in two seasons with the Colts when uh, Luck uh, up and retired. They paid him. No one, literally, no one in history benefited more from that retirement. No, goodness gracious! Four seasons, he got thirty-two mil from the Colts. Yeah, his eight mil this year will push him over to fifty mil mark. All right, this is what I want to see. Are you looking on Baker? Because no, yeah, huh? I'm Baker's yeah, money's going to be less than Jacoby Brissett career earnings, right? Because he never got the second contract. Mm, he's at the end of this year. He's at fifty-two what? million, so almost right there. His How signing bonus was twenty-one million. He was the first overall pick, so half of that is yes, rookie signing got. bonus. But yeah, but he never got a second deal, right? His salary yeah, in <laughs> his salary with the fucking Browns never went over a million dollars. I mean, he got roster bonuses and shit, but and then the fifth year option, he got ten million, and then they yeah. oh man moved on. What a all right. I, I thought Jacoby had him. It literally was that number one overall pick's gonna push him over I mean, the that's, top. Yeah, that's, the, 